Hey, Honeymooners, you can find ad-free episodes, Moshe's DJ sets, merch discounts, and so much more on our Patreon. Check it out at patreon.com slash endlesshoneymoon or click the link in the description of this episode. Welcome to the Endless Honeymoon Podcast. I'm Moshe Kasher. Let me just get rid of my Nicorette. Oh, you're chewing on the Nicorette too now, huh? I mean... It's just hard, like, trying to find a respectable place to put your Nicorette. Because, like, sometimes we put it on the table. Well, I <laughs> once stuck a piece under the table because we were about to start recording the podcast. And it was not till a week later when we started to record again that I realized I'd left it there. Ew, dude. And I was very glad. Well, speaking of ew, dude, and Nicorette, one thing our our child has come that started to do is she will come in. She'll find a discarded Nicorette wrapper, bring it to me, and say, that's disgusting. But she also says things like, Daddy, here's your gum so you can feel better. <laughs> she also... But like, we've never said that. She just like gets it. She gets it. She gets that Daddy has an addiction. <laughs> um, and uh, can I tell you something she said to me the other day? Not to bring up a sore subject on this podcast. I don't want to belabor a point. But the other day I was tucking our child into bed at night. I'm, I would say top 10 fathers in the greater Los Angeles area. And we're cuddling and we're talking. And she said to me, <laughs> she goes, Daddy, why don't we celebrate Christmas? <laughs> and I said, well, because we're Jewish. And she said, are you, she said, are you Jewish? And I said, yeah. And she said, in your heart? And I thought about it for a second. I said, yeah, I guess, yeah. And I said to her, what are you in your heart? Are you Jewish or are you something else? And she said, she thought about it for a second. She goes, in my heart, I'm Christmas. <laughs> Serves like, you right for forbidding <laughs> her to get a tree. I mean, I, it's a... You should have just done it and What I like, would say is it's a Jew fail. Yeah. It's a big time Jew hey, fail. Hey, well, there's always next year, honey. To what? To get a Christmas tree. Or to indoctrinate her further so that by the time that wraps her, comes around, she no longer has a Christmas heart. By uh, next year's time, I want to say, what's in your heart, honey? And I want her to say, gold, oil pure gold. For the menorah. <laughs> I want her to say, bah humbug. Speaking of Christmas, we watched A Christmas Carol. We did. The, the show, that the play that you have been in many a time. And I was... Very pleased to hear Scrooge call the thing they eat for dinner both a goose and a turkey. No, honey. They were different. Okay, Tiny Tim called it a goose. No, no, honey. This no, is... yes, he did. And then no, honey. Scrooge called it a turkey. No. At the end, he this... sent Tiny Tim to go get it or we sent have, the kid it. We have come to the fault line, to the epicenter of your misunderstanding. The Cratchit family of whom Tiny Tim was a small part, could only afford a Christmas goose. And then Ebenezer Scrooge uh. had himself a come-to-Jesus <laughs> moment and said to the little boy running by, I go see. to the butcher and get that fat turkey Ew, and bring so it to them. Geese are like these skinny, oily, rich, dry birds. I guess so. Ugh. I've never eaten a goose. Grody. But yes, we have clar clarified exactly what happened for you. That is a very now. Now I'm getting it because he says the turkey. What the one as big as me? Yes, 
<laughs> Did you play that part? No, that was always every, a boy. Every, but that would have been cool if they let a little girl do that. Every part that came on screen, every female <laughs> part, Natasha was like, I did that part. I did that part. I was that part. I was that part. All I want right. to see you as Scrooge. That's a great idea. I'm going to do that. I would it's love to see you. It's kind of too late. It's a little off season. I did some now. research, by the way, on A Christmas Carol. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure it's the most told story in cinematic history. I can't even think of a close second, right? There's like 50 versions of it. And in one, obviously, there's a Bill Murray. There's a, you know. Well, Bill Murray's is more of a take on it. Sure. Not... But, but it's still, it's still, well, speaking of takes on it, none other than Angela Bassett played <gasps> I think Ebenezer, no, or like Eb- Ebenira Scrooge, and a- a- in a uh, in a black female version of Christmas Carol. Sounds good. Yeah, we should watch it. I guess they already did. I can still do a staged reading. I think you should just do it. You should put it up at uh, on. I think on Broadway. <laughs> just put a staged reading on Broadway, so you don't really have to work on it. You could probably get on Broadway now. Things are so uh, co- COVIDy. Is Broadway open? No, Broadway's closed. Well, the first mass shooting since the pandemic was in my hometown of Rockford. Oh. Uh, Three people were killed. Three people were injured. Congratulations. At the bowling alley. On the map. And I didn't even know that people were going bowling right now. Right. That doesn't feel that essential. Everything (laughs) has set like uh, 15 other questions when it comes to to COVID. I I have a friend who tested positive today and on a, a, a text thread I'm on a surfer text thread and we were all kind of grilling him on like you know how did you get it because you know it's funny when you're talking to somebody that texts positive you're dealing not only with the real information but with their embarrassment and uh and defensiveness about having gotten it so he was like oh yeah i got it masked at a grocery store and then we were like really because that made me terrified i was like i've been to stores with a mask on i wear that kn95 though I wear that hot mm. Chinese. You wear it with a face shield? No, it was just the KN95. Mm. Anyway, then he's like, yeah, yeah, that's where I got it. He's like, I mean, I've slipped up in other areas. I mean, sure, I've been to places that were incredibly crowded. <laughs> <laughs> like, it might have been that. <laughs> it might have been in the area of slipped up. Well, how cool that there's no system in place to find out if that's even true. By the way, I know, because it's like, they're like, oh, yeah, did you hear the new really contagious version has come? But that's all the information they give. They don't say like, so adjust yourself accordingly. They're just like, just it's bad. That seems like what the what the powers that be are saying now. Speaking of which. Oh, by the way, I'm trying to get some writing done. So I just haven't been like studying the news. Good for it's so you. so hard. It's, but it's all good now. But now you're telling me this. Like I knew there was a new strain, but I didn't know there was no information on it. And, and it's in California. I know that? it's in California, but also I want to know. I, I thought I heard, but when I was reading up on it before, I thought it was more contagious, but less deadly. Oh, I hope that's, that sounds real nice. But I don't know if that's true. It's I, like the HPV of COVID strains. Um, speaking of this topic, maybe it's a better strain. A better? What do you mean? <laughs> it makes your uh, sense of smell really powerful. You can you uh, become a super taster. Well, if it's more contagious, that does scare. That's almost worse than well, not worse than being more deadly, but it is worse for us getting over it. It would depend on that how means ma- you really can't loosen up anything. It could be better if it were more contagious but less deadly. Uh, but it would all depend on how much less deadly. There's a version that's right. m- more contagious but less deadly and it would offset itself so that it would be better. By the way, 
there is this dork. I don't know who this dork is. This dork who keeps commenting every episode of this podcast keeps jumping into the comments going like just more covid fear just i, I i'm a, i'm a registered nurse and there's no scientific backing for closing schools he jumped into the into our instagram uh, our our uh podcast's official instagram and was like all i hear is a bunch of liberal genuflecting to the covid gods that be and I was like, you're a, he's like, the only reason these people are keeping their kids out of school is liberal genuflecting. And I was like, you're a dork. The schools are closed. And he's like, can you give me a scientific reason why they should be closed? First of all, Moshe. Hold on. That's me, quite an impression. Thank you. But can I finish my little anecdote? <laughs> yes. Um, and, and I was like, there is no scientific explanation for why. Just like your personality, it must remain a mystery to the universe. And he's like, classic. The comedian can't tell, make a scientific argument, so he comes back with a joke. It's like, first of all, dork, of course I come back with a joke. I'm not a fucking scientist. I don't make scientific arguments. That's not something that I do. I don't work for the CDC. I'm not an epidemiologist. I'm not even a, 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 a cantankerous registered nurse who's just decided to defy all of the recommendations from the larger medical community at all. It's like, but this dude jumps in and says the only reason that these kids aren't in school is a liberal genuflecting. I'm like, well, what about this reason that they literally are not open to send your children to? And then he's like, prove it with science. And then says, why did you make a joke? It's like, these people are so fucking brain dead. No one out here. I, I was, I've been thinking a lot about these people. that You know these videos where they go into a CVS? Have you seen them? You probably haven't because you're actually a mature person and don't watch stuff like this. And they like go into a CVS and they refuse to, to take their mask off, put mm. their mask on. I've heard them then... on in the background. When <laughs> I'm trying to read. And then the CVS people come over. And they go, please put your mask on. And they're like, I will wear no mask. I have a medical condition. <laughs> I, it's my right as an American. I'm a free sovereign citizen. Wait, people yell this at a yes, CVS. <laughs> yes, at these fucking poor fucking CVS checkers who are not, who are, you know. Who but are, it's like wearing a mask in a CVS is so easy. Just do it. I know, but they're trying to make some like ideological, like I make my stand point. And I've been thinking about those people a lot lately. It's like, it's the most ugly and forgetting the COVID of it all, forgetting it, right? Like even assuming that those people were right, that the entire medical community is inv involved in some mass mind control situation where they're trying to like get society to come under their weird wing for what purpose, I do not know. But assuming that they're correct about that, the people that those people, those truth knowers, those special people that have a, access to a hidden truth that none of us other sheeple are able to, to get into should be screaming at, are the are the governor are the city council the mayor the police the public health department the cdc not a fucking minimum wage checker at a cvs who's just trying to get to the end of his shift and and is just doing what his boss told him to do and they go oh you know who else was doing what they were told to do the nazis the nazi germany yeah that's what's called a bad analogy right it's like it's such an ugly instinct to take your ire at the at the situation out on someone that is literally powerless to do anything about it. It's you know what? It's just straight up bullying. And everybody that does that, I, I see it so much on the internet. Everybody that does that, all these anti-mask activists, like go do some activism where it actually fucking matters. That's what I have to say. 
I love it. I actually just, it made me think of something that I wanted to read really quickly that I sent to you that you never read because I'll send you like nine texts. And then I'm like, did you get my picture? Did you get my text? Did you get that article? And you're like, oh, what? I'm busy watching Worldstar. <laughs> exactly. And Reddit, um, uh, Instant Karma, Reddit, Public Freakout, Reddit, uh, Justice Served, Reddit, Fuck You, Karen. You know, I got a lot of stuff going on. Reddit, Fuck You, Karen. I've definitely seen that one with you. That's entertaining. Yeah. So I read this in the week, this week where I get all my news. Um, it was about the pandemic, the last one. And they said... What one? The Spanish flu? Yes. As, so it was Christmas. And they were, they were experiencing, like us, their second wave. Mm-hmm. The third wave came in the early spring and was even worse. <laughs> oh, there's a third wave? Oh, no. Um, so they're kind of mirroring our stuff. So here's, the, here's what it says about Christmas 1918. As it approached in San Francisco, amid a continuing flu pandemic, the city was caught up in a fervid debate. Should citizens be made to wear masks? Resistance was wide and strong. Opponents called the masks uncomfortable, unsightly, and an impingement on their freedom. And hundreds of resistors were arrested requiring extra police shifts. And then when the law expired on November 21st, people celebrated and threw their masks into the street. Whoa. Then they celebrated Christmas. The cyclical cycle of cyclical circles. But the mask, the anti-maskers seem to have won. You mean they... In 1918. Oh, interesting. Well, well, maybe they'll win this fight. My point is like, if you want to fight a war, you don't go in and kill a the the infirm oh wait hold on i'm i i this is the best part as case numbers rose and christmas loomed christmas 1918 the city reconsidered the ban but amid fierce opposition anti-maskers it was voted down on december 19th weeks later a surge would bring a reinstatement of the ban giving rise to the anti-mask league so they the anti-maskers went around november and then they they had Christmas, no masks, huge surge in the spring. I mean, it's We're going to just mirror that now. It's almost like that old adage, those who forget the history are doomed to repeat it. It's exactly what's happening. True. I just, and it's so crazy that people still cared about the masks that much. Because also, like, it would have even been worse then. No internet. Like, we can all stay connected now, at least. You know, they didn't even have the phone then. They didn't have the ability to get the information out. Right. Like, that. And also, just in general, like, we just have it so much better in that respect. But my point is just, if you are, in fact, a person who needs to fight this battle, you don't fight a battle at the lowest rung of power. That's not how change happens. That's not how you're going to get heard. And you know it. Those people know it. Those people lying down on the floor at a Costco, having a temper tantrum, screaming at an assistant manager how they're not going to leave. They fucking know they're not making any difference. They know that nothing's going to change. They just are there to make miserable the lives of people who have absolutely nothing to do with the situation that we're in. And that's exactly the situation I find myself in when someone comments on my Instagram. I am but a lowly comedian trying to do a advice podcast with no credentials whatsoever on giving advice and you motherfucker in my mentions talking all that shit go talk some shit to somebody that actually can do something about getting your message out little dork honey you can't call people a dork when you have a very high ponytail in (laughs) you have your your ponytail is like a woman in the 50s in a poodle skirt 
<laughs> like show the people who are watching it to the side. Like, why is that so high? Wait, you don't like? I thought that's you liked too high. I thought you liked the ponytail. It, you you you're wearing it like a like um you know like a there is four a four year old girl. There's another commenter who probably is pushing her brand new Dame vibrator into her <laughs> vulva right now to hear you making fun <laughs> of my ponytail. Who pops into every? I swear to God. <laughs> Every time we post a picture, it's just like, why do you look like that now? You look so ugly. You look like a Nazi. That was the last thing she said was, I oh look like a God. Nazi. You know, the famous Nazis with long hair and mustaches. You know, the Nazis were famously shaggy. But anyway, always talking shit about my new look, but always for you. She's like, don't. Natasha is a queen. She deserves better than the way you look now. Natasha does not deserve this new look. What's so funny about your new look is you... I've had a lot of boyfriends and I've lived with many men. How many, Natasha? I'm just saying you're the only person I know who got like three haircuts a month. <laughs> you got a lot of haircuts. I'm feeling my like, new I look. I feel like every Thursday you were like, I'm going to get a haircut. So you were like a very pristine. I wanted a Lee. new look and I'm glad. I'm glad to be living this shaggy life. I love I love this right now. I'm, I feel like Spicoli. Definitely not what I signed up for, but you know. You want me to cut my hair? No, no. You on the side of this fucking goth chick that's always hopping in our mentions, talking shit about the way that I look? It's so funny to me when a woman will do that to me because I'm just like, I would never hop into a woman's mentions and just be like, why do you look like that now? It's so fucking crazy. The double standard that us men have to live with, (laughs) us straight white men on a daily basis, it it is not easy. But I'm not even white. Do you know that I'm not white? I mean, what, you're Jewish? No. Uh, soy de España. <laughs> Mallorca, actually. You're from Mallorca. I'm from Mallorca. How okay. do you say, how do you say, let's do a call? Let's do a call. Okay, we are going to call Molly in Richmond, Virginia. Hi. Hi, how are you? Good, how are you? I can't see you. I can just see your beautiful carpet oh hold on oh hi there there we go wait (laughs) can you see both of us yes how many dogs do you see uh is that me or cutie no No, this is blanche yeah she's just pablo down a little bit this is this is blanche she's an oms oms budsman oh three yeah there's a third one over here and then there's a lot of white chair white pillows and blankets and coats wait what were you just pointing at molly Oh, I love it. You were pointing at something. Was there something Richmond. you wanted us to see? Oh, you're in... Oh, <laughs> Richmond. It's <laughs> Richmond there. Okay, got it. Stop bragging. Yeah. Wow. Not much. We get it. You live in a penthouse <laughs> in Richmond. <laughs> no, this is the whole... This is it. <laughs> we play a club in Richmond, right? I've never played a club in Richmond. Is there a comedy club in Richmond? Was the there? The Landmark. Um, oh, sorry. I'm thinking about... Um, Arlington. Arlington. Not a comedy club. Different place. (laughs) Sorry. I knew it was like close to a big place and I thought Richmond was the same. Wait, what's Richmond all about? No, we only have like metal. uh, Metal bands. Heavy metal? And bikes. Oh, you're like, it's like white trash. Yes. Is that what you're saying? It's like punk. It's art kids at VCU. Great. Molly, how can we help you? Why did you come to us today? All right. So, um... I have this friend and I it's you I was lucky enough to <laughs> go out on a couple of dates with him um, because I had a crush on him for a long time and I was seeing someone 
couldn't like flirt with them. And then we broke up and I was able to like go out with them. Right. Um, so like, I was really straightforward with him about like, I like you and all this stuff. And, you know, I think you're cute and all that, but he was like really platonic. He acted really platonically towards me, like just a friend, but like kept wanting to go out on dates with me. So I was like, okay, whatever. And then eventually, like after a couple of dates, he was like, really, really with a lot of anxiety was like, I'm not, in, I'm just not interested in a relationship. Like we could be friends, but uh, like, I don't want a relationship. And like things fizzled out and it was like, whatever, it's fine. But like, I've known him for so long that I've never known him to be in any kind of romantic relationship or like flirt with anyone at all. I've known him for like 10 years or so. And I've had like other friends who've been like, is, is he dating anyone? Is he seeing anyone? And he's like, never interested. And that's not a problem or anything. And it's, I mean, it's like really none of my business or anything, but like, my question is like, I think maybe he could possibly identify with the asexual, aromantic community. And like, I don't know that much about it, but I bet he has no idea about it. And like, I, I saw something on Reddit the other day and I wanted to send it to him, but I was like, I don't, it's not my place to send it to him, but I feel like I could help him maybe. It is definitely not your place to send your friend who rejected you <laughs> an article <laughs> about being asexual. <laughs> I, I, l- listen, let me give you a what little... What if it's true? Let me give you some... Who cu- cares? Let me give you some kudos on the unmitigated <laughs> ego of this move. On. It's just like, there's only one <laughs> possible explanation for not wanting me. <laughs> And I think it must be that you don't have a sex drive. It's I've been scouring the internet uh, <laughs> when I go from your page to uh, articles on asexuality, and I just really feel that I, I crunched, you would could be a, you could be a member of this community. That is funny. <laughs> I crunched, you can find yourself. I crunched the numbers. I did. I put into the equation rejected me, which obviously <laughs> never happened before. So I'm thinking to myself, I think you're asexual. I think Natasha's spot must on. Be. You might be right. But the but the but the the possibility that you're wrong are great. And the possibility that even if you're if you're right or wrong, that it will be a humiliating experience for him if you bring to him the asexual community uh you know <laughs> newsletter. But what if I just put it in his stratus without him knowing it was me? But that's the question you have to ask. You're like, I just care for him so deeply. I want him to find his people. Like why? Why would you put that much energy into it he like, was so anxious and i've known him for so long i'm not just judging this on him saying no to me like i've known him a, a long time i okay. think if you guys are that good of friends sorry i don't mean to cut you off moshe i know you hate that but i just i just said that <laughs> i bring that up i, I just thought it was funny because it made you sound abusive <laughs> yeah <it did. laughs> i'm i'm teasing you but all right now i lost my train of thought oh so the problem is if you guys are such good friends if you know him so well, maybe the next time you guys are talking in person, doing something that friends do, because you guys are like friends now, maybe bring it up to him. Maybe not. See if the time is right. And maybe he'll take it weird. But like a forward of an email or a phone call about this. Well, I'm curious what your plan was to put it into a stratosphere without him knowing it was you. Like what? A pamphlet under his door? 
That's why I called you. Okay, got <laughs> it. Okay, well, here's my suggestion. If, you're, if your motivation is really an altruistic one, that you think, in fact, that this, that this person is an asexual person that has not been lucky enough to hear that he has a community out there waiting to embrace him, what I would do is the next time you guys are in a group, which might be quite a while, uh, let's be honest, but the next time you guys are out with other people, you should talk to the other person about asexuality. And then if really what your motivation is, is for him to just know the information that the that, that so cool. community exists, he'll go, oh, what? I, I didn't know there was a name for it. And then he'll run home and he'll Google it. But I have a feeling that it's like you want to be in this guy's life somehow. So if you can't be his lover, you could be a savior. But it's very smart of you to call us before you do something stupid. <laughs> and I'd like right. to invite anyone else to do that. <laughs> yeah. We can be your sounding board. If, if we were in a position where we could hang out with all of our friends, I would well, totally do that. Well, this can wait six months. Yes, this can wait six. Yes, that's yeah, that's right. right. There's no rush on this fellow figuring out he's asexual i mean you know what there's a great episode he's doing fine there's a great episode of high maintenance uh about an asexual person it's it's a well depicted uh i think i think i mean i don't i don't know how to speak for that community but it felt well depicted uh so if somehow i don't know how you guys could oh have you seen it high maintenance i've i feel like i've seen like an episode okay i got i got it for you if you really want to save this guy you say to him, "Okay, let's just be buds. Let's do a watch, uh, watch party of watch uh, party <laughs> of of uh, high maintenance. It's going to require you watching three seasons worth of high maintenance to get to the episode. But I will say it's my favorite comedy on television. But the thing about high maintenance is it doesn't go necessarily in order. Yeah, but so it, they could like just think, watch three of. Don't them. you think he'd smell a rat if she was like, "Here's the pilot." Here's the asexual episode. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> this has been a fun watch party. <laughs> no, you're right. So you guys watch to season four. Just yeah. watch them all. Just watch. High maintenance <laughs> is so good. I think you'd be you, you, now. It's a platonic relationship, okay. and then you guys will get to that one episode, which is really cool. It's a good episode, and then and then he'll know. Yeah, and just, I'll be like watching him. <laughs> you watch, and him. also on on a personal note for you, I would stop googling about his disorder. Like, oh, that's a good or not point. not yeah, that being yeah. asexuality is a disorder. Asexual okay. is a disorder. I just mean like worrying about what's wrong with him. Does he have emotional issues? Why can't he be attached to me? you know like just whatever it is? Like you can like work yourself up into a, a f- fervor about things yeah. that don't that are about someone else, and you'll never be able to figure it out. Right, because you're not with him. You're not them. This is like inner work that he needs to do himself. You're right, but it was more like I was on Reddit and I just like got into a like Reddit hole of you know stuff, and then I was like, oh, asexuality. And I, I like wanted to send it to him, and then I was like, no, I can't do it. That's inappropriate. No, don't do like, it. Don't do it. But sounds it, like you really <laughs> wanted to call our podcast. To no, be honest. I <sighs> think I think that Natasha, you're onto something. Not only is this a bad idea because it could embarrass him, and everybody's got their own journey and needs to figure out who they are on their own. They don't all need you to sponsor them into their truth. But also, once a person who you're interested in sexually or romantically, rather, is like, I am not interested, then I just feel like. Dude, the research should probably end. I, I, I think the, yes. the, not the, the relationship, be his friend, obviously, but just like, hmm, what is it? What I just feel like that's a road to, to nowhere. Go find people. You, Leave them alone. You have a penthouse. You're an awesome person. <laughs> There's somebody out there that will love you for you. So I just think focus on those people. All right. Well, thanks. Well, uh, I'll leave the poor guy alone. 
<laughs> Although I will say asexuality is super fascinating and I, I I think it's interesting. It is interesting. Have you learned about it all, Natasha? I mean, I love Morrissey. Oh, there you go. Didn't he say he yeah, he channeled all of his sexual energy into his music, right? Mm, I'm glad he did. And then there's so asexuality is you don't have interest in sex and aromantic means you don't have the interest in romance or you do. Yes, but it's all a spectrum. But wait, what's aromantic? So some people like aromantic, you don't want, this is just from me reading on Reddit, that you don't, you're not interested in a romantic relationship, maybe like a platonic But you do want sex? And then you may or may not want sex. You might be repulsed by it, or you might be indifferent, or you might like it. So wait a minute, you're saying 95% of men on Tinder are on the aromantic spectrum? I don't think she's right about that, because my friend. That was a good joke, Natasha. You talked right over it. You cut <laughs> me off. I'm sorry. Again, we're going to talk about this after the podcast. No, but my friend's like, 12-year-old said that she was aromantic, and I'm sure a 12-year-old's version of it is different than a 30-year-old's. Maybe. I don't know. They say like you can go in and out of it, like it's fluid. You might be aromantic at this point in your life and then romantic at this point. That's This is all for me. I thought aromantic was that like, and I always imagine my friend's 12-year-old that they didn't, they, they liked to have a girlfriend, but they didn't have sex. No, that's asexual, I think. Mm-hmm. I think yeah. well, we really like you could have know. a romantic relationship without sex. Well, I'm I'm a big fan of the aromantic languages. Are you familiar with those? Uh, yeah. Yeah, sure. <laughs> All right. That, not, not, <laughs> no, see, Natasha, that was a bad that you have to know that was a bad joke. You should have cut me off on that one. The other one needed to live in the light of day. Um, Molly, good luck to you out there. All right. Thank, thank you, guys. Bye. Thank you. Nice to talk to you. Hi. Bet that guy's fucking her friend. <laughs> right? I do love... She's like so obsessed with it. I do love the big swing of like... I bet this guy's asexual. He rejected me. I I know what it is. Whenever a guy has rejected me sexually, I always think they're gay. It's ego, isn't it? Yeah. Um. Well... Yeah, I'm trying to think of... I've, I've never thought I was rejected because somebody was gay. <laughs> I've never had that thought. You probably got rejected a lot more than me, so you were just used to it. You know what it was with me? I had an incredibly, I think, good ability to know if a person was interested in me, and I never flirted with anyone. I never had the experience of like chasing after someone that wasn't interested. The minute I sniffed somebody wasn't interested in me, I would just bounce. I didn't. It's such a hard feeling. What? That someone's not interested in well, you? Well, because, yes, because I didn't you're like. find it hard. Really? No, what do I care? There's somebody, there's 15 people right I, next to that person. But if you really are like, have a crush on someone and they're not interested in you, but you know them and they're, you're, they're in your world, it's really hard. But that's the thing I do not have any experience with, is having a crush on someone that is based on nothing that they've given me energetically. To me, it, that doesn't even make sense. Like, I mean, the mildest crush and then the like to me the minute i figured out somebody wasn't interested in me my, i i would never get to crush level before figuring out if somebody was interested in me i mean i it's so crazy to me these ideas of people like i mean uh, what's interested in you to you just they would they would have sex with you on the first date no i'm just saying like the idea of developing romantic feelings for someone that's never expressed to you that they have romantic feelings for you it just seems so bizarre to me like falling for someone that doesn't isn't flirting with you or giving you romantic energy how do you it doesn't even make sense to me one time there was a person i don't know if i've told the story on the podcast before but i was having no luck in love and i 
um, was with a very militant AA sponsor at the time that like you had to uh, call him and tell him something that was wrong every day. And he was very didactic and uh, prescriptive in the way that he would respond. He'd like tell you to do stuff like shave. He was like that commenter about my new look. He would do, they would not have let me have the, have this high ponytail. And I was like scrambling for something to say to him on the phone. Cause you had to say something every time you called him. And I was like, well, I mean, there is this girl that keeps asking me out, uh, but I'm really not interested in her. And he's like, he's like, stop right there. He's like, how, why won't you go out with her? I was like, well, I'm not attracted to her and I'm not interested. And he's like, and how have your ideas resulted in your love life so far? Have they done pretty good for you? And I was like, uh, I don't know, I guess no. And he's like, you need to go out with her. And I was like, oh, okay. I was very impressionable at that time in my life. So the next time Just she- Just taking ha- advice from idiots. <laughs> yeah, so the next time she asked me out, I was like, okay, I guess we'll go out. We went out, Sh- shocker. I was still not attracted to her and didn't like her at the end of the date. And the next day she sent me a bouquet of flowers in an M&M vase. It was it was M&M, animatron, uh, anthropomorphic M&Ms with like faces on them and like a dozen roses. And, wow. and then I had to call her and be like, I'm not interested. I'm sorry. Thank you for the M&Ms. That's a great story, Moshe. You didn't think it was a good story? No, I just think one day someone's going to do a compilation of you saying, have I told this on the podcast before? <laughs> Oh, they should also do a, comp- a compilation of you humiliating me after I tell stories. All right, should we do another call? No, I think we should do some secrets. Oh, that's a good idea. Let's play a few secrets. Hey, Moshe and Natasha. Love the show. Um, first time caller, and I'm just calling to give you my secret. I had wrote to you a while ago on Instagram when Moshe said that he does not believe in ghosts. And I want to say that my husband didn't either. And ever since he moved into my house, my house has been my family for now six generations. And when we first moved in in here, he liked to taunt the ghost until one night the ghost decided that it did not like that and threw open all our cupboards and doors. So ever since then, every now and then, I like to grab objects and throw them across the room. Or I like to slam doors when he doesn't know that I'm around. Like if he comes in from work, I'll hide in the back room until he goes into the bathroom and starts throwing some of his things. And he gets really freaked out and comes to complain to me about it. And I just shrug and just be like, I love you. Shouldn't have talked about the ghost like that. Thanks. Uh, uh, Was that that on camera? (laughs) Probably. <laughs> that is really funny. I know. I almost took a picture of it. Um, so we, we should respond to the ghost. Oh, can I just say that having a house in your family for six generations sounds like such a dream. Worth a ghost? Totally. I mean, that is weird that she said one day the ghost threw open all the cupboards and threw all the <laughs> stuff around the room and then she just mimics the behavior of the ghost. <laughs> Just to terrify her husband? Why? Right, like, isn't she worried about the actual flipping open? And also, isn't she worried about her husband got in trouble for taunting the ghost? She's straight up just taking his act. Oh, my. He's going to get her. (laughs) I just thought of something. Yes? I think we might have a ghost. Really? Because every time I go into the kitchen, every cupboard is open. (laughs) Oh, my God. 
Uh, I guess that's just Moshe leaving every. You've never closed the cabinet since I met you. That's not true. You've told me that. You've complained about it. And I've started to try to close them when I leave a room. But sometimes I forget. And drawers are always open. Mm. And then you leave everything that you used out. But anyway. I might be the ghost of Christmas future. <laughs> if you keep roasting me, the future looks like I'll be living in a uh, uh, efficiency studio in North Hollywood by myself. Wait, if, if that if you walked into a kitchen and... All of a sudden, all of the cabinets opened and closed like three times. And the doors. And the doors. Would you believe in ghosts? I don't know. That God, I hope that happens to you. Why do you want me to believe in ghosts? <laughs> what, what, what good would come of that? It'd be funny to break you. <laughs> For you to be like, Why okay, you... I believe the real crazy stuff happens. Because you're like, ghosts are not real. Is that how I sound? <laughs> I me. sound like a typical I'm uh, just saying, how do you a... know? How do you know what exists? What people have seen? I don't know everything. Some people have sa- say they've seen ghosts. Uh, okay, ghosts are real. I'm not saying they're real, but it would be funny to make someone like you, who always rolls your eyes, be like, oh yeah, I had an out-of-body experience, or I had this I like crazy it, transformative... Bring it on. I would love it. Do you know how much I would love it if there were ghosts? That would mean that you, when you die, there's at least some possibility that something else happens. That would be fucking awesome. So bring it on, spirits. Bring it on. I'm ready. Come on. Haunt me. All right. Let's keep listening. I'm Moshe and Natasha. I have a secret that happened today that maybe I shouldn't be telling anyone, but today was super shitty. Uh, because I tested positive for COVID. Uh, completely asymptomatic. I don't feel sick at all, like nothing. Had a little bit of a runny nose maybe last week, but nothing. And sure enough, I got it. Uh, so it's, you know, a bummer of a day, complicated my life even more so than this year already has. I have two kids and an ex-wife, and now they have to get tested and quarantine and super crazy. So I was driving home, bummed out, like worried, feeling bad and shitty and guilty. And uh, before I went home, I went to the weed store. I had a mask. I cut, I used sanitizer all over my hands and rubbed it all over my mask. Went into the weed store, didn't touch anything except for my ID and bought weed um, because I'm going to be by myself for 10 days. Ah, I'm a piece of shit. Thanks. Well, at least, at least this guy did something that will be good for the um, for the lung disorder that he's just become afflicted with. You know, he's going at home to. Go. Maybe he got edibles. Let's hope I would he got have got edibles. delivery of edibles. Yeah, why do you have but to go into don't... the store? Will they not bring it out to you? I guess not with weed, huh? So is the idea, if you know you have COVID, you should, it's like illegal to go out in public? Yeah, it's like go home and quarantine. Right. Immediately. Don't stop for dank. <laughs> I think they say. I think the CDC says that. <laughs> Don't stop well, for that, that loud. That really sucks. Um, I, lo- again, would love to know how you got it. Yeah. Did you ever leave your house? I have compassion for this guy because, yes, that is an irresponsible. Uh, but see, then I'm shaming us. in a way. What? Everyone wants to know. Sorry, I don't. I just wasn't done with that. Like, I think everybody wants to know how did you get it? Were you did, did you cheat on your wife? Did you do something crazy? Did you just get it at work? Wait, you, you get COVID from cheating on your wife? <laughs> uh oh. But um, I'm just can saying, it makes up? people feel shameful to get it, and then they can't really talk about. Well, I don't know. How Where does the shame come from? Society. 
I mean, I don't think that... Like, I don't feel like I could get it because I don't do anything. But also, I'm in a very enviable position where I can work from home. A lot of people can't work from home. And I can afford to you know, have grocery delivery. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I go into stores with an N95 mask occasionally, but I try to like get food, you know, boxes delivered to my house, like farm box, whatever. And I wonder how Inari popcorn's doing with COVID. <laughs> Old Inari. But anyway, I'm just saying, I don't know the answer, obviously, but I'm, I'm, I just wanted to bring up the, the part that he's, he feels, he seems very shamed. Well, it he, shouldn't be that shameful that he got it. But he, he, and he should be able to tell his wife and she could get him weed. But weak. what he's really shamed about is the going, you're right. What's the shit? Sh- it's like he feels That's very shamed. That's right, Natasha. Because uh, I was going to say I have compassion for the guy because he's scared and he wants a, a soothing balm for his isolation and his fear. So he, who deserves weed more? But yeah, you're right. You know what? You tell people I got it and they bring you weed and, and drop it off. And this is how your... I got it, I think. Or let's try to like figure that out. You know, like people are just like, I got it. I don't know. I should have been more careful. It's like, oh, okay, well, aren't we all trying to like not po- pod with pe- I don't know. I guess it's too hard for me to, to know because I have a family and I think that, well, he has a family too, but I do I think. Have. Do you, how do you think I feel? I have two. <laughs> but I have I, a secret family. <laughs> I do think single people have a different journey. Sure. Like, when are they supposed to open up their lives? Right. You know, like, we can kind of be like, oh, we're a family and we can work from home. It's so, harder, you're saying. If of you're course. Single. Yeah, you're totally. single. You've already been waiting to meet someone. Maybe I have friends like this. And then this happens and it's been a year and you want, you know, and it's like you feel isolated and crazy and unhappy. And, you know, you're. it's it's. And and everything's so up so unclear. Mm-hmm. So I totally understand, but I I just think like we sh- it shouldn't be shameful. Can I tell you honestly my reaction to what you're saying right now? Unless he cheated on his wife. Can I t- ex wife? So ex-wife. oh right, I maybe see. he cheated on her a long time ago. That's right. Why so he's a single guy. That's how he he's got a it, and he's that's a maybe why he feels shame. But can I tell you honestly my reaction to what you're saying about COVID and stuff? What? And no offense. Yeah. But it honestly sounds like just a bunch of liberal genuflecting, and I don't mean that. <laughs> In a negative way. It's just like it's clear. Well, I am a liberal. Should we play another secret or should we do a new call? Uh, let's move to New Zealand. <laughs> That's a good idea. I would. I would. They got surfing. They got comedy. They got nice people. Wait, really? They have good comedy scene? Yeah. Yeah. Flight of the Concords, Reese Darby. Well, they're from there, but that doesn't mean there's a good scene. Yeah. They got festivals. They got comedy. Hell yeah. Let's go. We would rule like kings. Hmm. Okay. How's your haka? What's that? That's the Maori war dance. Do you know how to do that? <laughs> no. Well, maybe we'll I would learn. Oh, wait. Oh, wait. Here's another question. Can we just go there? If don't, we can don't believe pay so. for nobody plane want, tickets, nobody wants dirty Americans coming through their borders that have mm. wiped out the virus. No one's interested. I know. No one wants people from L.A. coming towards <laughs> no, them. I know. Everyone's like, "Oh, you're coming from L.A. We're good." Yeah. Um, no, we're like the. LA is the epicenter of the disease for the world? For the country, I think. Maybe I the think world. I think it's the world. Dang. All right. Well, let's do a, another. What do you want to do? A secret or a call? Let's do another call. Okay. Let's do a call. Now we're going to call Jolene, Jolene in British Columbia. I wonder if Jolene has heard that. <laughs> we won't even say before. it to her. No, that's for us. We should mispronounce her name. Be like, hi. Hi, is Jolene there? Jolene there? 
Oh, do, oh, oh, she's already on. She's already on. Uh, we were just making a joke we think you may not have heard before. So it's we were not wondering, even a joke. I, yeah, we're just wondering if we could run it by you. Um, it's about um, your name. Thank you for wearing silk by your fireplace. I know. Uh, I I like wanted to match your aesthetic because I'm a really big fan. <laughs> it's so funny. I haven't dressed up in like a year. You and I are kind of like wearing the same thing. I, I I purposely dressed up in my best Natasha luxurious comfortable outfit by my fire. I thought she was just mispronouncing my name. I, I me too. <laughs> I honestly, when I saw you pop up on screen, I thought you really have like a Natasha vibe going on, like yeah. with the fire and the silk. So you're doing really are good. Are you attracted to Moshe's pony? Oh yeah. Uh, no, I hate it. Oh um, my the, god. These Jolene. are my all my drinks and my party cart, so I'm all ready to go. <laughs> Jolene, Wait, Jolene, a party cart. Wait, you just kind of put it next to you, and then whatever you're doing, you have everything you need. Yeah. Oh, you got there's your pills like, down there. Oh, wow, yeah, this is awesome. Yeah, there's all the Condoms, things in there. There's lemonade. There's like weed and. Oh, wow, let's go to Jolene's house. Yeah, you should come to my house. Are you an open-minded girl? <laughs> I yep. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> you like hot tubs? Um, Jolene, it's about my, my favorite. About my ponytail, please, please don't roast me just because you can. All right, we did the joke. Here's the joke. <laughs> and uh, what's up? Yeah, what's going on, Jolene? Um, well, I'll answer. I think Narcotics Anonymous is probably the answer for you. All right, thank you. She's for like, calling. here's my party cart. I have pills, weed. There's no pills. Booze. Oh, no I thought pills. I saw a, a pill. What's your, it's what's, all natural. Oh, okay. This is government weed that Ooh, looks like a pill jar. Nice. Wait, Natasha, what's your advice about drugs? You have the best advice about it's drugs. It's not my advice. I heard someone say it. Yeah, but just take credit for oh, it. Oh, avoid white powder. Avoid white powder in life in general. White powders? Yeah. Coke, sugar. Uh, pill, MDMA. MDMA is the hard Any one. Any pills. MDMA seems like it would be good. Huh? So yeah, we, you, can, you can get sassafras, which is not, is like the natural. What color molly. is it? brownish oh i do brown right and you can get sarsaparilla which is the natural root beer that's right so, depending on if you're a cowboy ch child or not um jolene what's up um okay um so i my boyfriend two weeks ago to the day um sat me down and told me that uh while we were broken up for like a few days at the beginning of October, he slept with somebody else and that she was pregnant and that Fuck, she was that refusing to Ugh. give him any say in the matter and that she is keeping it. And we've had a really good relationship since then. And um, I was devastated. I've like, you know, spent the Christmas, spent my holidays in bed and I don't know what to do because I really love him. And, uh, yeah. Well, you know how I feel. <laughs> Sorry. I didn't mean to react so hard, but I was like, okay, I'm with him. I like, I, cause you know, it's, I, I thought he was going to sit you down to break up with you. And then he's sit you down for bad news. And then he sits you down for like, not just bad news, but it's like, it's, it's a bad, it's a pretty rough life. And there's more too. Um, I am a you gotta really take, good. Got to take the silks off for this bit of information. <laughs> it's though. hot. Really She's right by the it's, fire. It's yeah. really hot in front of my fire. <laughs> that looks good, though. Okay, you look good. <laughs> Thanks. 
Um, I'm a really good like investigator and I found out who it is and like know everything about it and I called her and we had a conversation on the phone and she even though like I want to burn her house down um, I was like really nice to her and she is older and like she's like she's uh, 31 <laughs> no she, she's like 40 or older and i'm 34 um you look 19. and thanks <laughs> um and like she basically didn't really show much remorse for the situation she kind of said to me that she was hoping that they would have a relationship and he's not interested in that at all and he told me that like he really wants to stay together he wait wait he she's under- saying that 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 he told her that no she's saying she <laughs> wants that oh i see but yeah like she was is not sorry about the situation and you know and she's in you guys's friend group i know who it is and know who she is but i'm not friends with her and I have friends that are friends with her and they didn't have the most particularly nice things to well, say about her. Well, wait, and I just want you to know because you're in a vulnerable emotional state, I didn't make fun of the way you pronounce sorry. But um, <laughs> she's from Canada, but very from Canada, re- really from Canada. But uh, but but what is it that you think she did wrong? She's she's not going to have a, well she wants to keep the baby to try to keep this guy in her life for one well, possibly. Well, 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 well we don't know that's why she's keeping the baby. Is it? I asked flat out if it was somebody else uh if she would be keeping it and she couldn't answer me right away and went on to say yes but I can tell when people don't mean that and I don't believe that for a second. I part of me even thinks it almost was intentional. I don't know if that's true but I definitely see both of their blame in it. Like I'm really hurt that he could sleep with somebody in such a brief period while we were broken up. Um, And so like, I don't know if I can trust him anymore. And then on the, her side of things, I think it's really wrong to force somebody to having a child with you that isn't into it. And I've actually been in that situation before and I didn't do that to the person because I can't do that to somebody that well, okay. into the kid Wait, hold too. On, hold on, the, yeah. the kid. Can, I, can I throw your question back at you that you posed to mm-hmm. her? I'm not trying mm-hmm. to be too harsh with you. It's okay. I want to throw this question back to you. You said, if it wasn't him, would you keep the baby? If it wasn't him, I ask you, would you think that she was wrong to keep the baby? Or does some, yes. of, does some of this have to do with your personal stake in this particular because I've been in this situation and it was with somebody that I was actually in a relationship with and not like a one-off and because they weren't on board with me I did not do that I feel very strongly that that is just not a good situation to bring a kid into Mm -hmm. furthermore he's not ready for it at all he works non-stop and he can't afford it and like he doesn't want it and she gave him no say in the matter and um i feel like it's very like forced on us and when i spoke with her i felt like she had not really any sympathy for me 
Um, I, I, have, I have a few questions. I have some follow-ups. Um, how, why did you guys break up the first time? That's a good question. Um, it's not a very good reason. And it's another reason I'm sort of like trying to figure out if I should try to work things out with him or not. Um, he's, he's late all the time. And we had, we had a big fight because he like, I would fuck someone else too. If my girlfriend broke up with me because I was late. No, he broke up with me. (laughs) Oh, he he broke broke up up with you because you're late. No, 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 no. I was angry that he's late all the time. And I have a bit of a temper and like maybe took it a little bit too too far but I felt like the breakup was an overreaction and like that's why we decided to talk it out after such a short period and got back together and since then like we hashed a bunch of stuff out during that period and since then our relationship has been really good and how long has the total been that you guys have been together it's not that long but we got close really quickly so Um, like a year no like six months okay you you need to find a new boyfriend (laughs) <laughs> yeah, that's it's, what everybody's saying to me well this is that, go ahead sorry Natasha. well i mean you say what you want to say well i just think i mean the that natasha is giving you the blunt version and my <laughs> soft version is like my instinct when you first started telling me what happened i thought it was just gonna be he fucked someone else while we were broken up and i was going to say well you know Many people deal with rejection, and I would say I don't like. I know it's not very popular these days to say men do things like this and women do things like this, but I do think that many men deal with a breakup by finding someone comfort in someone else's arms. Obviously, I think that women do that too, but I think if I was going to say a, a, a sort of more typical reaction to a breakup for a man is like I'm going to find someone tonight to make my heartache go away. Okay, so that happens. So my first instinct was to be like, well, you know, this kind of thing happens. You could probably work on it. He technically didn't cheat on you, even though it hurts and that hurt is legitimate. But the problem is that sex, just like a lot of things and and breakups, have consequences, right? Sometimes you get an STD. Sometimes you get somebody pregnant that refuses to. Hell yeah, light that shit up. Uh, Sometimes you get uh, sometimes you get an STD sometimes you get somebody pregnant doesn't want to get rid of the child and those consequences come have now come back into your life and so what you have to do because uh, in reality uh, the, my other thought was this is in the very ooky gray realm of not your business but unbelievably your business right this this really isn't your business it has really nothing to do with you but the consequences are right in your lap and For sure. You don't have the right to call that woman again, or even really is it no. your business if she's selfish or not? None of that. Well, you're your going to be calling her a lot once you're the <laughs> stepmom. You know what? Can I just say why I did that? Because I don't want to seem like a monster. I would have done it and begged her to reconsider or something. I know. And I would, I think personally, I was pretty cool. And like the reason I did it is because I wanted to know the truth. Like I wanted to know if it really was when we were broken up Mm -hmm. because I felt like that would give me at least some power to know the truth and know like he was telling me the truth. And it sounded like he was um, from what she says. And like, that's also why I do like big investigations on people because like I felt totally powerless in this because I had like nothing to do with it. And like finding out the details of what went on and everything like it, you know, gives you some semblance of 
power or control in this in a situation where I have like literally nothing. Like I, I, I know the answer. Yeah. Okay. If it was any other circumstance, I would say you need to take six months off from him, or if, or just take a little break because you don't even know this guy very well, and he's embroiled in a lot of drama. And why make that your drama? But it's COVID, and so the reality of like you being like, I need some space. It's like, well, yeah, we all need space. We all need every, like we're kind of stuck right now. So it's like, I think it would be really hard. But like you have to look at this as like, I don't know. He needs, you need to either grow unbelievably close in like the next three months and like really have like a spiritual connection. You're like, this guy is the guy for me. I'm going to marry him. Or you need to like completely move on. But it's like, obviously that's, I realize how hard that is to do right now. It has been a short amount of time, but we like, we really are like really close. Like his, his family knows. And I like, I love his family and I, but whatever about his family, there's plenty of cool families. It's like, you're not going to love the family that is his new son or daughter. And this enemy of yours that like, now you're married and he's got like a three month old at the wedding. And you know what I mean? Like, and a bitter woman who wishes you ill, who not only that knows people, you know, like this woman is like in your life. It's just a reality. And it's like, is this the world you see for yourself? Like maybe he'll be worth it, but it doesn't seem like you know that right now. And I think he's on like high alert of like, you know, like you can stay with him for three more months and just check out how he handles things. Maybe he's amazing. Maybe the girl will change her mind. Maybe that's kind of what like, that's why I called, right? Because like, I'm lost as to if I should try to make it work or if I should just break it off. But like, I really love him and I really don't want to break it off. But like, I don't know if I can deal with this. Right. So that was going to be my point, my my grand point of, you know, you got he no one in my opinion actually technically did anything immoral or wrong no he just has bad luck bad luck and also just because it's not wrong doesn't mean that it doesn't have the right to hurt your feelings that he went and fucked somebody that quickly well also he might have done it without a condom well he clearly did (laughs) that's what does not does bad luck it's also dumb right you don't know this guy he might be it's he he might be (laughs) stupid right (laughs) right so okay so now now that you can accept the, f- now that we, we we can sort of accept the fact that like this isn't necessarily your business, but it is your concern, and it's not really about figuring out who did something wrong. It's really about taking all this information of these consequences, putting them into the equation of this relationship, seeing how much joy and how much love you have from him, and weighing that against these massive consequences. While I totally agree with you that men should have much more business on what women do with their reproductive systems, like you the I'm joking, the uh, you don't have you don't have any say or power over whether this child will be born. You only have say over power over whether or not you want to engage in this relationship, which will now become a new kind of relationship. It will become a relationship that is filled with unbelievable emotional consequences up to and including having to co-parent a child that uh, a person got themselves saddled with when you guys were broken up for two days it's also important to note that you guys broke up after like two months like obviously there's like some disconnect happening like i you know that's not just like a great love story (laughs) i work with his brother-in-law and he's known him for a really long time and he said that he thinks like it seems like he has a tendency every like certain period of time to self-sabotage And I think like that maybe is kind of what happened with our relationship in October. Like, I think like 
whatever well, he's the not reason. ready for a relationship yeah, he might do it again he does, is it is the pattern that he does it once and then he writes himself and becomes mr perfect i mean oh. anyway i'm not telling you to but break also up with this you, guy you can but, al- yeah you deserve someone where it's like not that right not dealing with someone else's psychosis or whatever it is like sabotage or you know well he's just insecure this ha- you know it's, it's a lot of so drama thinking for, about somebody else it's a lot of drama for a short relationship breakup pregnancy getting back together stepmom these are all the things you have to put in the equation of your relationship and see how much how cool is this guy <laughs> well that's why i think she needs some sort of like time frame right because it's like maybe you do give him like six weeks and mark your what i don't know just to see how he handles it see if this woman changes her mind see if things turn around it's covid there's nowhere else to go he asked if i wanted to go to counseling because i was like i didn't even (sighs) i i didn't eat for four days like i was like a fucking wreck well here's one detail i wanted to point out that i think i heard you called this woman to get a timeline from her so that it sounded to me like you were fishing for a a launch pad to end this relationship. You were calling him, her to say, was he actually cheating on me? Because if he was cheating on me, then my decision would get made for me. This would be really nice for me if I could find a nice, clean, emotional break from this thing. So I don't, I don't necessarily think you should or shouldn't break up with the guy. I've got my opinion on that, but like, it's not really my business. But I just wanted to point out, like, you called someone trying to get a timeline that would ascertain whether or not he was actually betraying you deeply and he did betray you emotionally but also like in the relationship rule thing so maybe look at that you already were looking for a way out and maybe that's your better brain telling you it's time to get the fuck out of here and you don't live with him you have a roommate you got a dope pad uh maybe you should just like break it off with him and say you know what i just need like two weeks to myself and sometimes that can really give you a lot of clarity i've done that before because i was like dating some guy who was like way older than me and my girlfriend made me do that she was like just tell him you need four weeks off and she like made me call him and i told him and i didn't really believe it but i knew it was wrong or, or i just knew our relationship didn't feel right and then after four weeks, I was just like, oh, God, I don't even like that guy anymore. <laughs> but like the worst I've been is when I've been on my own for like long periods. Like I've had a couple of days in the last two weeks where I would like, like was like melting down every time I was all on my own. I'm not a professional therapist. So it's like. <laughs> yeah, but also like the idea that this man is going to fix you. I mean, this man that broke up with you two months ago, got somebody pregnant and is now about to be a father. It's like, if the issue is you can't be okay without him, you don't need him. You need a a therapist. You know, it's like he, there's no solution to your emotional, I mean, emotional problems in one individual or one man, especially not one. You just have to, you have to play the tape out. But talking to a therapist on your own, I think that would be amazing. That's a good idea. And I, and I don't, I don't think you need to go with him right now. I think maybe go by yourself and maybe even tell him, listen, I'm going to take a few weeks off and you got to look for some, you got to look for a good therapist. What I do is ask people I know if they have a referral. That's always really good. That's really smart. You going by yourself without him is a really. I can't yeah. afford a fucking a thera- a therapist. You, you can. What about Talkspace? Talkspace. It's a program that we <laughs> recommend and it's uh, 
affordable. You can text. No, but your I, I think you can you can talk to them for like thirty dollars. You know, it's 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 a, a definitely less than you, the, you know what's what in I your party say. cart. You know what I exactly? She's I got at say, least two hundred dollars worth of <laughs> if you can afford alcohol wine, and drugs in her party cart. If you can afford wine and weed, you can afford to go to a therapist for a couple of sessions to get some clarity. I think that that's almost definitely true. I'm just saying it's possible. You don't need to go to therapy for 10 years. You need to go to therapy for maybe five times and, f- yeah. and get a little bit of clarity for yourself. And spending time with yourself is actually sometimes if you can handle it, it's and I know it's hard with the pandemic. Obviously, that's all we're doing. But you really do get clarity you, when you're away from a relationship, like in the relationship. It's so hard to get clarity because then you're like, you know, eating Thai food and watching Hell's Kitchen. You know what they used to say in AA when you were thinking about relapsing? They would tell you to, and I, I think it's funny that you're drinking wine as I'm telling What's you What's AA? <laughs> it's uh, something that you'll be going to in a Wait, few Wait, you're drinking years. two different drinks? <laughs> I have three, baby. I Wait, going afford, at once? I can't afford therapy, but I've got a Mai Tai and red wine. Wait, wait, I'm sorry. Mush, I, again, I got these for Christmas. I know, but wh- that doesn't give you a headache to drink three different alcohols on a rotation? Oh, you know, you get, it's... You get used to it over the holidays, don't you? You're no. like, your, li- your, your listen, liver cranks up production. Let me say this. You definitely seem like stepmom material, <laughs> just based on this call. But, but what I was going to say is, they used to say in, in AA, when you're thinking about drinking, to play the tape out. They would say, play the tape, right? Just imagine the next step and the next step and the next step okay you right now are feeling tense but so you go get a drink you have momentary relief but then oh now you've got anguish and remorse and you have to drink we're not talking about your drinking by the way oh yeah yeah anguish and remorse and you start drinking more and then the cycle returns and then you're back to where you started and then you go even lower and then you lose your job blah 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 blah. for you the same advice uh is true play the tape out okay you stay with this guy you're in a relationship for six months but when you're in a relationship for almost uh, a year and a half you are he's got a newborn he's got a newborn child and, and and then there's fights like does he have to go to the hospital exactly. does he have to come you know and does he have to leave you guys to you to and like there's counseling and there's there and there's uh there's custody battles and this person that he doesn't like and doesn't like you and you don't like who knows your friends we're gonna you're they're gonna be custody battles they're gonna be fighting and then that'll eventually settle and then his his wages will be garnished for the next 18 years and then you're gonna be you're gonna either be an enemy to this woman which is gonna be hell or you're gonna be oh that was made clear already right so you're gonna be an enemy to this woman who's permanently in his life and then you're either gonna have a weird relationship with this child where you're not allowed to be affectionate towards it because the mom will be weird about that or you'll have a relationship where you're like a second parent to this child this is the tape that you have to play out for yourself and just ask yourself if that's if it's worth it if this guy's worth it i really think taking a little sabbatical from him right now while like all this is happening would be really beneficial and going to therapy natasha was right take three sessions two sessions just talk to a professional but do they have it in canada i mean i think it's on the internet so yes. yeah, but there's weird Canada US whatever. Things. They've got therapy in Canada that you can afford. I guarantee it. Don't you guys have universal health care in Canada? Yeah, but then I'd have to go to a doctor and I'd have to tell a doctor. I'm like, well, I feel look, what sad. Is- I don't want to tell anybody. Actually, you know what? I haven't told you this either. This is like one of my best friend's favorite shows, and nobody in my life pretty much knows about this. Uh-huh. Oh, because so you're in this Canada. is how you're well, the first because Canadian listener that we've got. I'm, 
I'm scared to tell anybody because they're just going to say you're a fucking moron for not dropping no. his ass immediately. You're I mean, you moron. like him and you guys are building a relationship. But Moshe, that's such great advice. I mean, once you start playing that tape, I mean, the only good version I see is that she changes her mind. And that could still happen, but it seems pretty unlikely. Listen, you're not even yeah. close to a moron. You're in a classic uh, situation, which is I like someone, but there's something that makes it so that this relationship might not be workable. It just happens that your your might not be workable situation is at a ten, you know, and some people's is at a five. So you're not stupid. You're you're very human, but you just like I I think like you need to talk to someone not because you're like have mental problems because you lack clarity you don't even know what you want us to say every time we say something you go like well actually he's this oh well actually i only feel okay with this oh actually this so it's like you need i'm a libra Uh, well and and astrology is real also maybe you should see a astrologer but um or a ghost maybe you should see a ghost but I think you should see a therapist just to get clarity what your truth is. What's your real truth? What is what does Jolene want, you know? I mean, please don't take him just because you can. I know. I mean, your beauty is without compare. Moshe. What? With flaming locks of auburn hair? Yeah, something like that. It's not really auburn. Yeah, all right. Well, you get it. Go to go see somebody three times. Will you do that? I'll try it. All right, she's not yeah. going to do it. I'm telling you just take 2 weeks off of him and think about it. Just separate yourself from the situation. I do want to think more about it for sure. And talk to your friends. That can really help. Sometimes when like your friends, your friends are going to think you're an idiot and you should be calling your friends and telling them. I have a couple that know, like my roommate that's here and I have a couple more that like came when I was like having an absolute fucking conniption fit. Um, but like most of my, my family or any of them don't That's know. A, so I used to have a German friend. I'm not friends with her anymore. She was kind of right wing, but I worked for her. So I would hang out with her sometimes, but she would always say, Oh, people in America, you're so stupid. you why do you see a therapist in Germany? We talk to our friends. That's well, but, what they're there for. But the problem with your friends is that they are not neutral. They're they, two on your side. Yeah. They're not neutral. Right, I hear you, but she's not going to talk. She's I mean, not going to talk to a therapist. So I'm just trying to think what else she can do to give her the energy and the courage to separate herself from the situation for now, because it's like it's too much. Listen, it's obvious that you don't you shouldn't sign up to be <laughs> this fucking child stepmother. I mean, sometimes drama is too great. But you know what? Maybe you love him enough to get past the drama. I'm just saying you don't even know what the truth is. You don't know. You, Jolene, do not know. You don't know what you want. So and your friends aren't helping and we're not helping. We're just comedians making fun of your name and the way you pronounce sorry. So it's obvious that you should get somebody who can really lay out in a clinical way. Here's what's happening for you. And you'll come out with clarity. I mean, you can't afford therapy. You're talking about being someone's stepmother for the next 18 years. I think you can afford I think you can afford 300 bucks. Stop smoking weed for 3 weeks and go see th- three sessions with a therapist. Get some fucking clarity. And also, when Moshe says clarity, it's like clarity on what do you want out of a relationship cuz like you guys were already breaking up because you d- don't see eye to eye. You don't share a world view on like people's time and what's important to them and you know that's a pretty huge thing. Like when I was looking for a, a, a partner, like that was very important to me that we like saw the world in very similar ways. And, and like, then she settled on me and I got <laughs> lucky. So, but I think it's important until you really come to terms and date a bunch of losers, you don't really know 
not that I dated losers, but I'm just saying like you don't really know it. Things things don't become that crystallized like what you want and need out of a partner. And it sounds like he already had one thing that like got you so upset that you guys broke up. So anyway, that's right our advice. Yeah, I'm just repeating myself. I have to go. We've got to go. Uh, Can I just say one more thing? Yeah, Jolene. I had a list of notes here and in my notes was um, my ideal guests and you didn't have a guest. (laughs) And I think that this would be a really good follow up. You want us to call you back with a guest? (laughs) Yes, I do. (laughs) Wait, all right. Can we hear your list? I think you should stay with the guy. I want to hear her list. It, it's like it started with only three and then we got talking and I had to add some more. So now it's six. Okay, let's hear it. But it's okay. So um, my favorite show besides you guys is Jim and Sam. So number one is Jim Norton. Jim would be very um, funny on this show. <laughs> I could work on Jim. Okay, I'll, Jim Norton would be fun. And the second one's not going to happen because he's gone, Louis C.K. Um, <laughs> and then I had Sarah Wait, Silverman. This is, this is a list you just made of like I who, made you, would, who you wish was on the call well, with first us. Of all, and this- also, Louis's not dead, <laughs> is he? Is he allowed to come on your friggin' show? What's, I mean, I would nec- have who's, him on. Who's your next person? Um, Sarah Silverman, Norm MacDonald. Oh, I would love to um, get Norm MacDonald on here. Tom Hardy Louis C.K. And- would never do our show. <laughs> yeah, and Louis Mark would Norman. refuse to do it. Mark Norman. Mark Norman would. Who, Tom Hardy, the movie star? Yeah, that's just, you know, <laughs> okay. just threw that one in there. I feel like we could Sarah probably... Sarah Silverman was on last week, yeah, so... Yeah, I, like, I feel like we could get one of those people. Okay, here's my commitment. Jim to- Norton. Here's my commitment to you, okay? If you go to a therapist three times... I will book, we will book Jim Norton or Mark Norm, uh, Jim Norton or Mark One person Norman. on your list. Yeah, or what, Louis C.K. Okay. Or Louis C.K. Or Tom Hardy or but Brad But Louis C.K. just to answer this question. Yeah. So if you do it and then you contact our producer and say, I've been to therapy three times. I want to talk about the aftermath. Then, then, uh, then it will be our job to book one of those people on your list and then call them, call you with them. I promise I will do that. And a really good time to follow up would be July, which is when this lady is due. Okay. That sounds great. <laughs> <laughs> okay. You got it, Jolene. We'll it's set our calendars. Okay. Hey, here's to 2021, Jolene. Thank you very much. This was the pleasure of my whole year. Oh, well, we had a good time with you. Thanks, Jolene. Good luck. Bye. Thanks. Bye. I don't think we should have Louis C.K. on the podcast. <laughs> She's still on. <laughs> Louis, 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 the 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 real outliers there were Louis and Tom Hardy. No, the really funny thing is she said it started with three and Louis was number two. Yeah, yeah. And she yeah. just wrote it. <laughs> this is very so funny. she's like, oh, but we can't have him. It's like, who? Why don't you pick someone anyway? Um, Natasha, I really enjoyed this episode of this podcast with you. Mm, it good. was a lot of fun. We went to a lot of different places. I feel like I traveled. I feel like that too. And speaking of travel, I want to travel to bed. So I will say this. I love you. Oh, I love you too. 